Last time on DMTK's Chef's Night. All you hear uh, is like this rumbling, and you can feel everything shaking. Uh, and the mouth of the cave lights up. You hear someone yell out, Icarus! I can't believe you've done this! And a body comes firing out of the cave. Um, and I am just, I am just gonna kill him. I'm just gonna kill him. Varys, as as Teddy kind of wraps his his arms around this guy's head, Icarus looks at you and he just smiles. There is a wave of black that busts out from underneath, and it cocoons it in a almost a skull shape, but it's hard like obsidian. Uh, Baku says, "No, he's he's done it." As she says, when we asked you if we should kill him or not, this would have been a good possibility to mention whatever the hell this is. Teddy, Tread. the moon boom. <gasps> yes, holy <laughs> shit, yes. I'm just gonna put that and push the button and put that in there. And everybody back up. And it actually contains the explosion. The skull splits open. And... All you hear is this scream, just <laughs> and these long black feathered wings stretch out, and there is kind of like this mix of of black ooze and blood dripping down the face. He grabs his chin and the top of his head and kind of clicks it back into place. And as he looks at you guys, he says, "I'm not stopping." Guess I probably shouldn't have snapped his neck then. Twenty-one. Or you should have snapped it better. For Celando. Thirteen. Nineteen. DM rolls a one. Happy International GM's Day. DM rolls a one. <laughs> Icarus rolled an eleven. Uh, bottom of the initiative order. Just as good as a one. That's two <laughs> ones actually. I count that double successful. <laughs> yeah, okay. Slander, you're up. Alright, so this Thor character in front of us, is that Icarus? Yes, it is. Okay, and he's flying? Yes. And I'm gonna cast Sleet Storm on Icarus. So, he would have to make a dexterity save, please. Okay. 21 while he passes. Good for him. But he doesn't fall prone. Okay. Uh, and Salandra, roll your roll your save. Fifteen, I believe. My dexterity. Well, my dispelled DC is fourteen. Yes. So I I do save in my own sleet storm, but that's it. As long as he stays there, he has to make one at the beginning of every turn. Okay. Ooh, heavily obscured, eh? All right, Teddy, you're up. Uh, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take more of a preparatory kind of thing here. Um. And I am going to, first of all, 
oh god, let me, how do I, what do I want to do for this? I'm gonna start singing, when let's go out home Broadway, and, uh, give Bardic inspiration to Salandra, so you get a d6, I'ma move, I'ma move up closer to Icarus, and then I'm going to go ahead and just true strike myself. You just moved into the sleep storm. We'll stay over here then. I guess I'm just going to have to deal with that. Um, okay, so yeah, I'm just going to cast True Strike on myself and wait. That actually yeah. works out. Trying to force him to us. Dunzo. Okay. Hmm. So it says here, it's like, the area is heavily obscured. Exposed flames in the area are doused. What happens if you expose flames to the area? <laughs> yeah, they're doused. Cast fireballs or anything in the area. Fireball wouldn't survive this? I mean, I feel like that's Nate's call. Unless he, yeah, unless like magical fire supersedes magical sleet, like regular fire might go out, but magical fire is magic. Well, you know, it's something if a fire's just sitting there, but a fireball comes flying in. Yeah, a fireball's <laughs> not really an exposed flame, it's an explosion. Yeah. Yeah, I think that works. We're good with this? Mm-hmm. Alright. I'm gonna hold the ball. And I'm gonna use the dragon scale. To add another 1d6 to that. You go, girl. Okay. So that's gonna be. Alright, well, he's gonna make a deck save. Okay. There's 15. Oh, it meets. Well, he takes 20 damage then instead of 40. <laughs> oh, shit. And that's a wild search. Alright. At least you guys are all standing back right now. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> 12 fireballs. <laughs> well, he is directly in front of me and you guys aren't in the way. Yeah, <laughs> so. but uh, I've definitely run a game where a wild magic sorcerer casts fireball centered on themselves. Well, Nathan's using... Uh, I had him... We picked out a, I picked out a table that is not the standard wild search table. So. Cool. Which may not necessarily be better. Isn't it the one where you grow a beard of butterflies? It, it was just a massive table, a bunch. Right? It was like a thousand knockings, I think, or something. But yeah. All right, Varus, roll me a d20 again. Or a d20? Yep. Nine. Nine. Okay, and a d100. Eleven. Plants grow around you, and you are restrained for a minute. Oh. Well, I wasn't going anywhere, anyways. <laughs> so yeah, as you as you sort of like cast this this fireball instantly like kind of life just kind of starts growing around you all of the the grass below you and then vines kind of like start wrapping around your your legs uh, and you are stuck now does if someone enters this area are they also rooted or is it just me uh by the looks of it it is just you okay i've made some plant friends this is fine <laughs> as a plant whispers in your ear feed me seymour <laughs> if he starts singing, this is totally wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, huh. um, that is it for Varus. All right, Cenotaph, you're up. The Cenotaph kind of stares briefly into the sleet storm and raises his fingers and snaps, and suddenly four ghosts emerge from him and kind of hide his image as he casts mirror image. Ooh, nice. Um, All right. And he's going to take a step back from the edge of the sleep storm. <laughs> okay. Uh, is that it? Yep. Uh, so, Andrew, explain to me what I need to do again. 
Uh, you just need to make a dexterity save at the beginning of your turn. Ten. You are prone, sir. You fall to the ground. Okay. Right. So then he will stand up. And I guess if it's rough, it's rough terrain around there as well, isn't it? Yes. So he can only move ten feet. Yeah. All right. So as you as you kind of see him step closer, his his wings kind of like spread out behind him as he kind of gets up and and shakes off some of the some of the sleet and, and stuff that's kind of on the ground. Uh, and he um, did the fire melt any of his feathers. Not at this point. Like it kind of, it looked like he was kind of smoking a little bit, but it looks like his feathers are still, still mostly there. They're kind of dripping though. They're not like it doesn't look like they're um, your kind of typical typical feather. So as he he kind of looks at Varys and and he looks and he kind of eyes Teddy out of the corner of his eyes, uh, and as he does that, he kind of flicks his wings. And sends uh, two of those, or is that yep. advantage? No, that's two of them. Um, first one doesn't. Second one hits. First one does not. Okay, and I assume does a thirteen hit Varus? It does, but she, as it comes to hit her, an invisible barrier pops up in front of her and gives her plus five AC to Sweet. a little bit exterior, so it does not hit. Alright, so, Teddy, you take 13 damage. Ow. Uh, and we're back to Salandra. Okay. Well, I gotta make a deck deck save. Pow. I I fall prone. And I get up. And I move out of my own sleet storm. Doesn't it also cause you to roll a con, or a concentration check? Um, I will cancel it, though. Like, I'm gonna drop it. As soon as he dropped to the ground, that was my cue to, like, kill the storm. Uh, so yeah, I'll just fail the constitution save, and that will fail that. And nobody needs healing yet, so I will call forth, and i call forth a spiritual weapon in the shape of a big fish. He's going to go here. Uh, do we have like a, <laughs> need a token for him? Make like a, huh. We need a fish token stat. <laughs> yes. I will see if we have a fish token. There we go. Fish attacking. Uh, there you go, fish. <laughs> Twenty-three to hit. Oh yeah, that that hits. Okay. One d eight plus five plus six for eleven damage as it gets thwacked with a fish. <laughs> okay. Fish thwap. All right. Schwapped. Is that is that your yes. turn? So, yeah. That's my turn. All right, Teddy, you're up. <clears throat> All right. Uh, Teddy's just going to go on right up here, right up next to this motherfucker, and we're going to get uh, a little fun. Uh, so I'm going to start with the greatsword, but I have true strike, so it's advantage. Okay. Did that roll? What is that? that like? Oh, you rolled a three and a two. Oh, God, not- that's terrible. It does not hit. All right, well, then second attack. Oh, not that true strike. My bad. Oh, my God. What? God. All right. Oof. Fuck. Action surge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit him with something. Okay, 19. That hits, yeah. Okay, 10 damage from that one. Um, let me make sure there's no ones or twos in there. Um, yeah, so I got to reroll one of those D6s, actually. Okay. 
Hell yes. So that'll be 14 for the first hit, and then I get another attack, which I don't think hits. Uh, no, it doesn't. Okay, cool. Well, either way, 14 for me. Um, and then for my bonus action, I'm going to do a second win. Okay. And get 14 hit points back. Woo woo. Nice. Uh, okay. Clean and effective fighter turn. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Varys, you're up. Daddy, it looks like you could use some help. I am going to cast a wicked spell. Not that. And I'm going to cast haste on Teddy. Thank you. So that's going to give Teddy some extra AC and advantage on uh, deck saves and an extra action. Cracks his neck. And then... Uh, extra attack action. Yeah, yeah. this is going to get weird next turn. He splurged. And let me make sure he doesn't move. And she's going to hurt him. Grasp him. Wrap him up in rocks. Okay. Uh, does he make the spell save right away? Yeah, he's got to make the strength save. Fails. So. Two, two, six. This is a bad roll. Alright, so he's going to take uh, six bludgeoning damage. And just restrain for one minute. Yeah. Okay. And then I We all have continue. advantage. Melee against him. Yay. Yes. Good. Well, we harry him right now. Teddy and, and that's I. another wild surge. Oh, no. <laughs> one. That's going to be extra damage. Oh, no. No, that's the default wild surge. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Is oh. one. So roll me another d20. Oh, 20. 20. Do you roll oh, again? Oh, okay. Uh, and, a, and, a d, and a d100. 73. Uh-oh. I don't like the higher ones. <laughs> so the next spell slot you cast within the hour uses a slot level one level higher than what you normally requires. Yay! No, no, no. It means it means oh. it spends a higher spell slot. No! At the, at the same strength. <laughs> you don't get the bonuses from it. I could use that as the con in like combination <laughs> with the dragon skin. You just like do your highest level and not even have to worry. Because you can't can't go yeah, that, right? I'm assuming, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> Blow it on a cantrip. <laughs> this is fine. Cenotaph. <laughs> uh, so, from within this mass of several ghosts, you see a kind of a beam of uh, ghostly energy because everything is ghosts as I cast Witchbolt. Ectoplasm. Got a 26 to hit with my advantage. Now, do you look like a ghost too, or is it just like you looking normal with three ghosties? I, it's, it's almost as if the cenotaph is lost within the ghosts. Oh. Um, so I think, how, 2d12. Yes, so that's 13 lightning damage. And I have an ongoing line of ghostly energy connected to this. And that's all my spells. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and I guess on his turn he has to roll strength to try and free himself. Uh, yeah, it's another strength check. All right, so he uh, he kind of breaks out and uh, from the from the grasp, and he kind of he looks at Teddy uh, directly in front of him, and uh huh. <laughs> Pay no mind to the fish. No mind to the fish. Ignore the fish. Ooh. So he uh, so he takes one one wing and <clears throat> it looks as if like the feathers that he would generally shoot out kind of just sharpen up at the end and he right. jams his wing into your gut uh, and getting uh, getting a little too excited uh, he 
goes to to throw the other one and kind of overextends it past your shoulder uh, and actually like slips on what was left of the wet ground. Uh, so you take 16 damage and he is down on one knee. Can I use my reaction to try to grab that fucking wing? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want me to do? Uh, roll strength. Do I have advantage? Uh, I because would say... Because of the Maximilian's earthen grasp. No, because he's not okay, he's not grasped anymore. But... 23 either way. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I would say that you... Uh, that you actually that you managed to grab onto it. Great. Yes. All right. I'll deal with that on my turn. All right, Slander. <laughs> Okie dokie. Going to cast Beacon of Hope as you all slightly start to glow, and you all now have advantage on your Wisdom saves and Death saves, and regain maximum number of head points when you heal, including uh, your fighter healing. Noise. I already did it, but noise. And, um, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna throw my trident, trident at him. Why not? Okay. Does a 20 hit him? A 20 does hit him. Minimum amount of damage. Three. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and is that... Bonus action, spiritual weapon, sorry. 14. Does that hit? He kind of sees the... Teddy is holding on to... Uh, his his one wing, and as he sees this spiritual weapon kind of oh, come, he actually like because hmm? I'm more harried. Yeah, oh, does it? Is Sweet. he large? He's he's medium. Also, oh, don't just say spirit. Don't just say spiritual weapon. Oh, it's a fish. fish. Sorry, the fish. Okay. Yes, yes. Spiritual. Call it the fish. The spiritual smacks fish. him with advantage for twenty three. <laughs> Is this a Jesus no, no, fish? It's, uh, a carp. Carpe diem. It's a carp. <laughs> Is that the huh. name of your fish? Uh, so he was <laughs> a Carpe DM as a oh, celebration. Yes, he's he's a DM named Carp, <laughs> or he's a Carpe DM. <laughs> I think he's got I think he's got angry eyes now because the players are interrupting him. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, as as this fish, so how does this fish attack? That's um, what I want to know. It's a big old like tail slap. It goes to tell a joke. He's like, I was once caught by a fisherman who said I was this long. He turns and smacks him with his tail. <laughs> and he does... Okay. Uh... <laughs> not 69 <laughs> points of damage, but that's awesome that it rolled that. <laughs> um, okay, so 23 damage? 23 to hit, and he does 12 damage. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so he uh, he goes to like try and put up his... His wing to kind of like to kind of block it, but he, uh, with Teddy holding on to him, he he just he can't do anything. Yeah, so he <laughs> that hit. You got fish left. Yeah, that's my bonus action. That's my turn. Cool. <clears throat> All right. So here's 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 question number one. How close am I to his face? You're pretty close. All right. So Teddy's gonna take all three of his attacks right now. Because I have one from haste, right? Like an extra one. Heck yeah, you do. Hell yeah. Teddy's going to take all three of his attacks and just, like, American history X this son of a bitch right into the dirt. <laughs> just go off curb stomp. <laughs> grab, hold on to his wing and just stomp, stomp, stomp. Face, face, face. What do you All right. Think? All right, so unarmed would just be, what, you want to do 20 strength proficiency bonus? Is that yeah, the right well. combo? Yeah. Okay. Shit. 
Do we have advantage? <laughs> uh, I would say you do have advantage because you're holding on to him. I, I got it for the fish. So. Yeah. Noise. <laughs> I was going to say, did you roll it at 8 again? 22, yeah, 22 on the first one. 22 hits. Alright, what do you want to do damage? D6? Yeah. So 4. Alright, so 21 on the second kick. And just because I had it copied, 21 and 20 for the second two kicks. Okay, all of that for a grand total of nine damage, but it was satisfying, <laughs> damn it. Okay. <sighs> a lot of macroing. I really wish I had copy and pasted more, but here we are. Grand total of nine damage, but directly in the face. It was really felt good. Felt good. All right. Uh, all right, Varys, you're up. All right. Varys is just going to chill out a little with the frostbite. <laughs> So make a concept, please. He has a negative one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a whole lot of nothing then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Carry on. Take the uh, damn spell slot. Oh, hang on. I gotta do my oh. chaos rolls. So. We're good. Carry on. <laughs> All right. The Cenoblath. <laughs> the Cenotaph uh, activates its Hexblade curse, which I forgot to do three turns ago. Um... So it's cursed, which means I now get to add my proficiency damage or proficiency bonus to damage rolls I do against the thing. Speaking of, uh, you know, I just activate my witch bolt and automatically do 13 damage. Sweet. And that's my turn. Perfect. You guys have done a decent amount of damage to this guy. So as you uh, as you kind of that one bolt kind of like strikes into him. He, uh, the arms, like, his arms start to kind of, like, bulk up. Uh, his legs start to stretch out. And suddenly, Teddy, you were at one point looking face to face with this guy. And now he is about three or four feet above you. Are we not going to like him when he's mad? Yeah, you might like him a little more. He's pretty friendly. <laughs> I would say he's kind of, like, hunched over. So the wing is still kind of, like, I don't know what you were going to do on your turn, but... <laughs> he like you're as you're holding on to uh, his his wing he actually does a whip around and flings you towards Cenotaph um, leaving you two in a bit of a crumple actually Cenotaph roll a dexterity check for me or save so you have to get out of the way of a flying teddy uh, 16 all right, so uh, yeah, that uh, that just meets it. Um, yeah. So Teddy goes sailing through one of my ghosts. Yep. And Teddy, as you get tossed through the air, you actually get kind of thrown into the wall beside you. Can you sail past Santaf, and you get thrown into the rocks um, that are just kind of the the cave entrance, so near um, uh, near Baku. Uh, and you take 21 points of damage. Uh, so you are going to be uh, right about. Uh, and he has one more action. And he is going to go after Varus with his darts. Alright. That's a hit. Alright. Ouch. 21 damage. Oh, uh... 
Yeah, Teddy could use a little bit of healing. That that, that could be cool. <sighs> okay, Ferris is gonna shield in response. Alright. And that's gonna give me the AC to get to that. Does using shield also trigger, like, wild surges? Uh-huh. Which is what I'm gonna do right now. <laughs> we'll see if this was oh. worth it. <laughs> oh, I'm good. We're good. We're good. Alright, okay. perfect. Carry on. Uh, Salandra, right. yeah, you're up. How's Teddy looking? Does he look pretty rough? Teddy's looking like he's about to throw up some blood. Might be some parts missing here and there, but he's, like, kind of standing up. Well, I'm going to cast Healing Word at third level, and you're going to take 18 hit points back. Yeah! Thank Probably. you! <laughs> and he spits out a little pink chunk the size of like a bonus action, I'm going to hit him with a fish. <laughs> For an eight. So it doesn't hit me. <laughs> Does not hit. Pity, you are up. Uh, this is probably the dumbest thing I've ever done, but he's going to run back up, and we're gonna go with the hammer this time because I think the hammer has been working better. Okay. Uh, there we go. All right, so I have four attacks. Actually, <laughs> I figured this out reading haste over. So, this'll be fun. Here we go. Alright. First one is not a hit, I'm assuming. No. Because the advantage is, go- is over. Okay. Uh, second one. New. No, you get advantage because the... Uh-huh. Back in Seven. Because the fish still harries him. Oh, is the yeah. fish giving me advantage? Yeah. But 15's a, a hit anyway, so... Okay, so the first <laughs> yeah. uh, the first one would be, I guess, 6 then, so the second one would be 17 or 17 or 23, so mm-hmm. 6, 16, 22, so 26, and plus 15 is 31. I'm only using the hammer from <laughs> now on. 31. Okay. I'm only 31. using right. the hammer from now on. <laughs> Bam! Perfect. All right. So yeah, he uh, he takes those hits and. Can the last one be like an overhand whack a mole swing? Oh, just absolutely. Like, yes, absolutely. Okay, just making sure. <laughs> yeah. So he he kind of like takes the you. He's been kind of like hunching over a little bit. So uh, as you bring the hammer down, you like you clock him in the back of the head, and he like drops to his knees for. for but he's still kind of like holding himself up with his long, gnarly arms. Um, and he is not happy with you. Pop goes the weasel, you son of a bitch. Alright, Varys, you're up. Daddy, it's going to get a little hot. Great! Fireball. And I'm going to use finer points of magic to weave it around the fish and all present company that I like. <laughs> That's me! Yeah! (laughs) Do that, so make a. Give me a deck save. Alright. Take 33 fire damage. Okay. And as he. uh, As he sees this. Pew 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 pew! Yeah. As he sees this fireball kind of coming his way, he 
closes his his wings in front of him. And as it hits, he opens them wide, kind of like dispersing the energy. Uh, he will take half of that damage. And Senate half. Roll me a dexterity check. Of course. I have mirror image up, but everything is a save instead of against my actual AC. Oh yeah, no, I know. We'll we'll go against your AC. That's fine. Oh, I know. It's just one of those like curses. <laughs> the DM has foiled your cunning plan. Uh, I have thirteen. All right, you take the other half of that damage okay. with a fireball to the face. So I take what? Uh, Does that count though? If I if I was weaving it around him, you were weaving distinctly weaving it around Teddy and the fish. I said around the fish and all the people that I like. <laughs> I would say that affects your cast of the spell, not his directing of it. Okay, okay. We'll let this yeah. happen. Because you intended for all of it to hit him. <laughs> yes. So, I guess 16? That's what it is. Uh, Just round down? Yeah, that's correct. Thus, um, it's the life sorry. of the senator. I'm having a problem with math, apparently. <laughs> that's okay, I'm, I'm struggling too. Okay. And... I need to roll Concentration, which is what? Yes. Constitution? Mm-hmm. Alright, I'm gonna actually jump in here. It should realistically... If it's, it should hit me before it hits Cenotaph, though, shouldn't it? Because I'm standing, it, like, in front of between the two of them. Yeah, right. what do you need me yeah. to run? What do you need me to roll? I'm back. Uh, roll dex. Roll dex. Remember, you get a you get a advantage of dex saves? Yes. <laughs> Yay! It's 14. <laughs> It's still 16 damage to take. That's alright. <laughs> I did warn you it was going to get a little hot. Yep, you did. <laughs> <coughs> alright, moving on. Uh, alright, Sentef, you're up. Alright, I will do my Witch Bolt. Pretend it 10 thunder damage, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Lightning damage, lightning damage. Um, and one of my invocations goes off. I use a bonus action to cause four psychic damage to him as or from Maddening Hex. This is why I wanted it to hit me instead of him. So, uh, do I have to roll anything or does it just happen? Okay. Uh, it just happens. Perfect. Uh, <clears throat> seeing how he is... Uh, currently surrounded, um, Icarus decides that he's going to use those hefty wings of his and escape here. I get a, a fish gets an attack of opportunity. So. All right, that's that's okay. Yep, that's what haste does, isn't it? Sixteen or seventeen gets advantage. I think, yeah. So they they both hit. So. He takes 12 points of damage as the fish slaps him. Sweet. It is It is an 11, and he is going to... You're rolling decks to kind of jump on to him. He is going to roll... Uh, yeah, so you you managed to kind of... Like, are you trying to basically lasso him? or? So yeah, you... Neither are great, obviously. Uh, but yeah, you managed to, you managed to kind of like shoddily get the 
the lasso on him. Uh, it kind of like it's a bit like wrapped around his face almost. Um, yep. And as he's like flying away, but he, so he is uh, at this point he kind of gets about about ten feet in the air, um, but because you've got a hold of him, uh, he only makes it about halfway. Um, but like your your grip on it isn't all that great, and he's not really like pulling all that hard. Right, right. But that said, uh, he is going to turn around. He's going to attack you with disadvantage because he's got that thing on his face. It's a good thing he had disadvantage. <laughs> uh, the first one hits me. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's for damage. 17. Uh, oh, yeah, then oh, Teddy's wow. dead, dead. Like, Teddy gets shredded. Like, I have five hit points. Get... Shreddy, Teddy gets <laughs> shredded. You just knocked out. You're not dead. dead right? <laughs> Shreddy <laughs> Teddy. No, I mean, that would no. put me at negative 12. That would be an insta. But no, it has to do your full hit points and damage. Wait, no. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking through five. Yeah. Um. All right, so I'm not. <laughs> Teddy just is super hurt. No. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, it is Solandra. Teddy, No. <laughs> no, Staffy Teddy dying. come back. She's, she's unconscious. You got one hit point left, so you don't die. Does that bring you back to life? Nope. I'm just gonna lay here for a second. I think as a bonus action, I think I I'm gonna just stay right where you for you take a moment. ten points of healing. I assume right, when people are like negative, Pardon it me? just starts at zero when they're healing. Yeah. Well, spare the dying brought me back up to one. Oh, so maybe some, I think spare yeah. the dying brings you back to zero. I'm sorry. I think it just stops you from yeah. So you yeah you still take ten though. Yeah, just stay. You're not at the level. You. You're at ten. Uh, and here I was looking well, forward to stabbing him with the silver uh, obsidian dagger. That's still, <laughs> still well, oh, actually, Solandra's how far uh, how far can you move? Feet? 5, 10, 15, <laughs> I And you were, you were here, right weren't you? Or were you over here? Oh, okay, oh. okay, okay. 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 <laughs> and then the fish yeah. moves into attack. <laughs> and the fish. Right. And now I'm gonna go do something stupid again. Yeah, he got 10. Did he get hit points back? Natural was... 20 critted. Okay. For 14, 20 oh, points. All right. The fish critically hits him in the face and leaves behind a fishy stink. The fish is the MVP of this fight. The, the, the fish the is the spectral MVP fish. Of this fight. The heavenly fish. <laughs> <laughs> We're all doing a great job, but man, that fish is just fucking tanking. <laughs> um. That was my all chance. right. So, Solandra, that was your. <laughs> oh god, Teddy It's your turn <laughs> uh, Teddy, I'm assuming Spits out a much Concerning quantity of um, No, Teddy spits out a very concerning Quantity of blood like <laughs> And just Blind fury rage, I'm gonna fucking Swing at him with the mall again Teddy, de- Teddy doesn't lose And he doesn't back down 
What would Clint Eastwood do? <laughs> uh, can you reach him? He's ten feet in the air. You have double speed. You you could run up that ramp. There. Yeah. What's the? Can I get on the fish? The fish is up in the air. <laughs> this is where we were gonna get eventually, and we're here now. So I'm saying, can I actually? Mm. Where's Devere? Uh, Devere at this point is tending to Baku. Oh, great, great. The dragon's the medic. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, great, great, great job, everybody. Good planning, good planning. We really thought that one out. Dragon is really Dude. being used to his full potential. <laughs> Damn I mean, it. He's, he is close. He is only like 70 feet away. No, it's too late for that. Um, <laughs> then. Uh, is the lasso still handy? Is the lasso still on him at all? It's it's not, like, on him all that great, but, like, it's still hanging down. Okay, like, so I'm gonna just try to grab it and yank him back down to the ground as hard as I can. Okay. Oh, and I'm gonna use, because I still have haste going, I'm gonna use one action. If I give myself true strike, can I give myself true strike on this if I use one of my first, like, my first action to do it, is my question for you. Yeah. Okay, then I'm just gonna roll strike twice. Fourteen, not five. <laughs> Glad I did that. Fourteen. Uh, okay. And um, I just wanna, like, slam him into the ground if I can. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's fair. Um... That, that kind of does it. He's he's kind of he's getting to that point where he's a bit wary. So fighting back isn't uh, isn't like his first uh, getting away kind of is his first thing. So yeah, he's he's in right. The yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, that's all I got. That's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I guess Ferris. Yep. She's gonna try to keep that fucker down with another Maximilian's earthen skirt, earthen grasp. So nice. give me a strength check. Oh, no, nope. that is what? that's me rolling a disadvantage. So let's see. No, it's still the first one would have been a four. So, so take, take four damage of legendary. Okay. And carry on. Alrighty. Uh, seven attack. You're up. I'm going to move slightly closer so I can maintain my range. Um, and then I'm going to, once again, use my Witch Bolt uh, for four damage, and then cause four psychic damage with my Maddening Hex. So, eight damage altogether. Cool. Um, alright. Oh, that's that's not what I wanted at all. Uh, and Teddy, get ready to take some hits. Ooh, he's restrained. Oh yeah, that's right. He has to roll a strength check, and this time, um, the darts as they're as they're kind of coming out and he's slashing across. Uh, Teddy, make a Constitution soul. check. Sixteen. So as he's coming across, he he actually does a lot less damage and uh, manages to cut your. Kind of like slash uh, your shoulder, and it is uh, it is a relatively deep cut. It stings, um, but you only take eight damage out of it this time. Uh, it didn't look like it was 
the kind of blow where he was looking to kill. Um, just kind of get you out of the way. Yeah. For whatever he was doing next, so. Yep, yep, yep. Slander, you're up. Well. Is he still on his down the ground? Teddy's next to him, so I don't need to do that. Yeah, and he's, uh. He's restrained. I will cast Guiding Bolt. Let's see here. There we go. And we'll roll a stun thing. 16. 22 hit. That definitely hits. So 17 points of damage plus 6. So 23. And the next attack against him has advantage. Double advantage. <laughs> I guess. Cool. Okay. And bonus action, the fish will hit. Well, attack. Or 16 or 7. 16 hit him? 16 hits him, yeah. He takes 14 points of damage. Okay. And as a bonus action, I'll cast Healing Word on Teddy for another 10 hit points. Thank you. Much appreciated. <laughs> Feel a lot better. Uh, and Teddy, you're up. <clears throat> So he's in like he's getting grabbed by this big earthen hand, right? So mm-hmm. let me describe the cartoon thing that I have in my mind because I think it's going to translate out to four hits with the hammer. But the first three are all going to be down hits as if I were trying to nail him into the ground. Like okay. I want to see if I can embed his feet in the ground. <laughs> and then the <laughs> third one, I'm just going to swing it like a baseball bat at his face. <laughs> the fourth one, I mean. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so the Double first one the was critical, but I apparently rolled minimum damage on some. Wait, wait, wait! I forgot about the champion thing. I forgot about the <laughs> champion thing. I reroll ones and twos on my damage die. Hang on. <laughs> Those are that is a one and a two for the first you also, one. You also critted on your first one. Yeah, oh, the, shit. the crit also rolled his second damage for him though, so he just needs to reroll that d six. Uh, wait, hold on. Alright, we're gonna go first one at a time, so that's a one and a two. I reroll ones and twos, so I'm just gonna reroll two d6 there and add four to mm-hmm. it. Uh, alright, so seven, so fourteen, eighteen on the first one for the critical. Cool. And then the second one is a three and a one, so I got a three plus five, nine for the second one, so twenty-seven. Uh, and then I'm gonna do one and one the third one. Uh, 10 for the third one, so that one sucks more, and then the last one will be 13, so we're 40 total. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> That's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay. Can I... Do I get my cartoon character hammer? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. He's like, as he's going into the ground, he's kind of like, his body is straightening up, and he's kind of like... Back and forth like a yes. nail every time you hit him was like slowly going deeper into the ground. I'm so happy. Yes, <laughs> super worth dying twice. <laughs> uh, all right, Varys, you're you're up. All right, I'm gonna try and frostbite. All right, so give me a con save. And I'm rolling with disadvantage. <laughs> Get him. Well, that's nothing. Uh, so tough, yeah. Alright, so uh, I will 
just do what I've been doing. Uh, that is six thunder da or six lightning damage and four psychic damage. So ten. Ten altogether. Two. All right. So, so as you guys uh, are kind of like bearing down on Icarus, he he breaks out of the out of the grasp and pulls out one hand. Uh, and as you guys see he, him kind of hold out one hand, it's almost as if he's he's concentrating. And the piles of bone that are kind of making the ramp that are swirling behind him, little blocks, almost as if they're large pixels, start disappearing from pieces of this thing. It's almost as if perfect squares are just snapping out of existence. And as they're doing that, they start reforming in his hand and slowly but surely kind of pixeling together his a spear. And he looks at Teddy almost as if he's looking through you. And he says, sister. And he flies up and shoots directly over your head as if he's about to lance somebody and starts heading towards Baku. Welcome back to DMTK Chef's Night, the place where DMs come out to play, and our 12th episode, the finale of this arc that we dubbed The Quest for the Sun. Since this is our finale, we wanted to remind you to stay past the outro. Like a Marvel movie, there is more in store. As always, we want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK, Chef's Night, or otherwise, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands on information about the systems we're playing, and more. Also, be sure to pay extra attention to our Twitter. We've got a giveaway going right now, and we've got a lot of interesting things going on in the next little while. So, we'll make sure to be active and engaging with you guys. If you'd like to help support us, visit dmstestkitchen.com and click the donate button, buy a shout-out, or check out our merch store. We appreciate all kinds of support, little or small, but one of the best things that you can do for us is share us. Tell people about us and tweet about us using the, the DMTK hashtag. Also, if you could give us a review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. Reviews help us get seen. We want to send out a big shout-out to our cast that make all of this possible. You can follow myself and Kayla through our main channel, DM's Test Kitchen, and you can find the rest of us as follows. Jesse, with DM's of Vancouver, Steve from Glasses Characters, and Andrew from The Basement Guild, all of which are great podcasts. We definitely recommend you check them out. Links are always provided in the show notes. We'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsor, Libris Arcana, for all of your dice needs, including monthly subscriptions and more. Check them out. The next episode, which is probably going to be the start of our next season, it'll be our mid-season connecting episode uh will be up on june 6th so stay tuned uh, also remember stay past the outro thanks again for listening i'll let you get back to the main course Can I punch him as an attack of opportunity? You can <laughs> definitely try, yeah. Yeah, and definitely want to try to roundhouse, just like clock him. Okay. This is... <laughs> you punched the punch. Uh, and Teddy misses. Damn. So, at this point, <laughs> oh, um, 
as he's kind of getting up and he's flying towards uh, the entrance of the cave. His, like the the goo that was kind of covering him, that was giving him his power, that was creating his wings, are starting to like fall and slough off. And he is starting to slow down. And as you're as you're looking in this direction, you actually see Devere is has his back. He's kind of in his human elf form, uh, and he's got his back to what's going on. And he's got his hands over Baku trying to heal her. So he's not really aware of what's going on. What do you guys do? Hey, Devere, look out! <laughs> How far in the air is he? He is. He's about ten, fifteen feet. Is the rope still attached to him in any way? <laughs> uh, the rope is starting to fall off. Uh, there's Grab not the like enough. All right. Natural. Oh, oh shit! I think <laughs> I rolled that with advantage inadvertently, but the first one was the twenty. It was. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, as he um switched it back. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, as he like is kind of going, and you uh, and he feels this tug, and you're pulling him to the ground. He makes one last attempt to throw this, like, bone javelin. And let's see if it actually hits. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's definitely gonna do it. Oh, God. <laughs> Just do it. Just do yeah. the damage. It's the end. Someone will get me. We're fine. We're all fine. No, he's, not, he's not aiming for you, Teddy. Oh, no. Yep. Yeah. The veer's in the way, but- though. Yeah, so, okay. He's throwing a lance, and Teddy pulled him right in next to me? Yeah. Can I use my attack of opportunity to maybe, like, use my whip to grab the lance? Sure. Throws it? Yeah, you uh, roll dexterity to see if you can grab it. Oof. No. Yeah, so <laughs> as the, as the lance kind of goes... Oh, man. Uh... Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, so you're, you're trying to stop him? Okay, I'm also gonna bend luck here to try and uh, um, basically I'm bending luck so that I'm gonna give you one d four to do thing. Okay. Have plus two to your roll. Okay. So yeah, I would say that uh, as uh, as the as he's throwing the lance, your whip kind of like catches the front the the front end of it, and it kind of flips off. Uh, it had enough momentum that it like that it's spinning up in the air and it sticks into the ground just behind Devere, uh, just as he's turning around and he noticed you guys kind of call his name to like to to warn him about what's going on. And Icarus is is kind of in the in the ground, like he's on the ground now at this point, and you can see that his body is sort of like melting into the ground and. He he just looks at Baku and he says, ah, "My connection to this world is is fading." He says, "I'll be I'll be back for you, sister. This will be the last time you betrayed me." And his body starts to melt away. But unlike when you've killed or um, knocked other magical creatures unconscious, the Autumn Death doesn't dissipate into the ground. It doesn't go away. Uh, and his body doesn't remain. In fact, that same sort of like conjuration or recreation magic that he was using to create um, that bone actually, or that bone lance, starts to kind of cube up. And as it cubes up, it drops into three distinct 
concentrated cubes on the ground, and that's all that's left. Uh, and they, they kind of glow with like a bit of a greenish-black light. And anyone who kind of uses, say, conjuration magic or uh, or like transmutation magic uh, in this world, if you're not really like looking closely, you don't notice it. But if you're well-versed in those magics, you kind of notice that anything that creates or changes the state of something... Um, seems to like go through this same process uh, and that's kind of what you can glean from what's going on <clears throat> Teddy mm. just falls over I just over like just falls Teddy. over Teddy. Oh. I catch him oh, I, uh, sack of potatoes if you can catch him <laughs> <laughs> he'll fall into it but he's just going to be drinking when you look down <laughs> My last level three spell. Yeah, eighteen points. Kublamo. I feel moderately okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Varus and Senatav, please roll me a Constitution check. Okay. Check or save. Look at the save. Twenty-one. Oh, that's a net one. <laughs> All right, and uh, because the cenotaph, you as you are standing there, uh, and Varys as well, your guys are both sort of overcome with this vision. And cenotaph, you you sort of understand this feeling. You understand this place that you uh, in your head that you've sort of seen before. This feeling of drowning. Uh, this feeling of of sort of blending with so many different souls uh, because it's your everyday life. This is this is what you are. Whereas Varys, you instantly feel as if everything is suffocating. You're you're trapped. It's claustrophobic. You're stuck in a sea of people all around you, like like you're stuck in a crowd and you can't move. And both of you start to see. Just one person, uh, and Cenotaph, you you recognize this person. This person is the is the oldest of the Cenotaph, and uh, you know her as uh, Severo. And she is being pulled. She's being removed from the whole of the Cenotaph. Everything is gray. Everything is uh, is pain. It's happiness. It's it's everything. But you see her, and she's sort of she's confused. She's concerned. She's wondering why she's being pulled away from the group, her family, uh, everything. And in the background, as you guys see this happening, Senatev, you see a familiar picture. A picture that she is sort of disappearing into. And it is your home of Raquel. And the last thing that she says, the group, to the Senatev, is, I don't, I don't know why he's summoning me. But there's so much pain. He's confused. You have to come home. You have to help. And the last vision, the last thing that you see is also Baku kind of drowning and suffocating in this in the cenotaph. Uh, and then you guys are back. And you see Teddy and you see Salandra uh, and you see everyone around you. So it's a very successful What was that? The cenotaph is... Shaking. 
and like doesn't respond at first. He's kind of like staring at his hands and like shaking with uh, probably the only emotion you've ever seen him display uh, at at this point. He looks furious. <laughs> uh, do I know the he, do I know who the he they were or Severell was referring to? Do I know who that is? No. Um, you don't, but what you could feel is that the type of magic that was pulling her away was necromantic in nature. The cenotaph's, like, head kind of snaps up and looks over at Varys. Someone is interfering. Who would be powerful enough to do that? I don't know, but I'm going to find them. They won't like what happens next. I can't let you go alone. If they've already taken one of you, what happens if they take the rest? Well, Raquel will finally truly fall, I suppose. I look over at uh, Baku. Uh, and yeah, she's she's kind of back up back up on her feet. Uh, and she she says, I this is I don't know I don't know what's been going on, I but it seems like your your city is in danger. Um, I didn't see anything. What are you talking about? As yeah, you guys are doing this, I'm just tending to, to Teddy while you guys are more blood. <laughs> yeah, and and Baku says, "Cenotaph, has this has this ever happened before? Have you ever been separated like this before?" No. I must go to Raquel. I must go immediately. Varus? I'm coming with you. Excellent. I don't think Teddy's in any in any shape to travel. Nope, I'm coming. I'm coming. And he like tries to get up and then he just like falls back into Salandra. Now just give me a minute and I'm coming. I swear. <coughs> the magical healing will kick in in just a second, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> Paris is gonna gonna go over Solandra and just be like, someone needs to take care of him and fix this whole situation. He's like looking, pointing at Paco and it's like, I have the feeling this is not the last time we've seen the fallen play. I've got a feeling that they may return. Are you able to take this on? Um, yeah. Uh, I suppose I have I have this stone to take care of. Um, it looks down at Teddy. Are you strong enough to do it too? Yeah, I can do whatever we need to do. <coughs> Another little kiwi-sized fruit. That's all right. I don't feel anything missing, so it's fine. Um, yeah, yeah. What are we doing? And I think by this point he's going to stumble back up to his feet. All right. Then he falls over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at the end, Devere kind of comes over, um, and he he says, "I'll, I can." I can assist you. Um, let's let's get you guys back inside. You know, we can we can head back to the city and and heal you guys up. Well, Avaris, let's be on our way. But do we want to say anything else back before we leave? I guess we probably should say goodbye. Bye. Avaris, <laughs> uh, Avaris <laughs> is gonna pull out a scroll and quickly kind of jot down some notes, and she's gonna. Pass it to Solandra and like bring this to my tribe if you get a chance. 
let them know that they can come above now, and that I sent you. Uh, where do I find them? Uh, she's gonna find one of Taraxxus's feathers to it, as well. She's okay. Like, They'll find you. Just, okay. Just go to the edge of the city. And they'll find you. Dun dun dun! <laughs> okay. I'll do it. Uh, the, cenotaph, me. the cenotaph holds out the silver and obsidian dagger. No, uh, no, 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 no. Try no, and no. take care of yourself. This is for you. Okay. Do you remember okay. what it does? Kinda. I'll probably remember in the morning, but I feel like if I go to sleep, I might be at worst of a larger head injury. It heals you if you stab you yourself or your friends with it. Alright. <laughs> Though I don't imagine it's pleasant. <laughs> You can put it in the pocket with the, the the soul kill glove, the one that. And Teddy just—I'm gonna assume passed. I can I, he just passes out. I don't know how much longer I can keep this up. He's got plenty <laughs> of hit points, but but he's just passed out. He's done. Right. He, he he pummeled a dragon man into the ground like a whack a mole. The cenotaph sighs and looks at Salandra and hands her the dagger. Be sure to give this to him when he wakes up. Okay, I will. I'm trying to keep him from getting himself killed. Can't guarantee that one. I'll try. Alright. Well... He likes to try and kill himself, you know that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a pity I didn't get... He wouldn't agree to be part of me. Ah, well. Yes, um... In the future, I try to reword that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just for public consumption. It was faithful for us to meet. This is truly how it was meant to be. And I'm sure we'll meet again. Take care of yourselves. You too. Get that stone somewhere safe. And, pun- and, punch, ru- and punch Rudder if you see him Oh, again. don't worry. We will. <laughs> Turtle soup! And then Teddy passes back out. <laughs> Just be sure to wear a glove if you're going to punch Rudder. <laughs> Right in the face. And uh, I think with that, uh, the Cenotaph and Ferris wander off. Right off into the sunset on a dragon? Yeah, I would say I would say Devere, um, he kind of like catches movement uh, at the edge of the forest, out of the corner of his eye. And the, the four heroes that kind of ditched you guys at the beginning of this battle um, <laughs> kind of like wander back in, wondering like what the hell happened. Uh, and Devere just kind of says, "You guys, they're they're your people. Just just take care of them." Kind of does his polymorph thing and says, "I can, I can take you where you need to go." Uh, so yeah, you guys can ride off into the sunset on a dragon. Nice. Um, yeah. So after uh, after say maybe about twenty minutes of uh, of decent healing from Viren, uh, she kind of slaps. Slaps Teddy awake a bit. <coughs> she says, uh, you're, you're healed now. Uh, Dick, can I have my lap back? Please, please get off. Um, yep, yep. Then he, like, kind of rolls off onto the ground and stands up all slow and just drains whatever flask is closest. <laughs> Woo! That was a hell of a scrap. 
Nobody uh, beats Teddy, though. <sighs> Where the hell's everybody else? <laughs> Becker says, uh, they they left with uh, with the deer. What the fuck? Damn it! <laughs> what? Okay. She's... Damn it! <laughs> Couldn't have... How long have I been asleep? 20, 30 minutes? They couldn't have waited a half hour? Taking a bathroom break? No. They gave you a dagger, though, and I'll just, like, throw the sheath dagger at him. I'm gonna just catch it. Oh, okay. Salandra's still here. Alright, then to I give you that. Okay, looking at it, now recognizing it for what it is. Oh, I positioned you in awesome. a way so that, yeah, you look like everybody deserted you until you turn around to see me, like, <laughs> sitting in the corner just picking my nails. Well, alright. Then I presume if we're both still here, then we got something to do. Uh, oh, save I feel the world. a lot better now. Didn't we do that? Well, we're heroes. We just saved the world a bunch of times. I think we should find two more people. Preferably different people. Now, Teddy gets a big glint in his eye. I'm just gonna throw something onto the table. What if we found two people, and then they found two people, and then they found two people each, and they just... You see where I'm going with this? So... And then eventually, we wouldn't have to go anywhere, and all the other people could do all the work for us. So your master plan is for people to make friends? That is a great way to think of it. Yes. That is the master plan, is for everybody to make a lot of friends. Oh, Teddy's making a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> I know it um, looks like a triangle, but it actually, can you get it? It's an upside-down triangle when you really think of it. <laughs> Alright, it's more of a funnel shape where all the gold goes to the bottom. Um, um, anyway. So, so Baku says, uh, we, we might want to get out of the, uh, out of the field. Let's let's head back inside. I was just starting to get used to this, all this light, but all right, Ugh, let's go. Uh, and as as you guys sort of enter the cavern and, and walk for a little bit, you come across that same monument to the four heroes that are now sort of following you guys in. And Baku kind of walks up to the up to the monument and puts a hand on it looks up to the sculpture and looks back at the four and then just kind of sits down with her back against the uh, the statue uh, one leg up, <clears throat> like one knee up, one leg kind of stretched out and the leg kind of draped over it uh, and looks at both you, Teddy, and Salandra and kind of pats the, pats the ground beside her. Teddy sits down and takes a big drink, which he then hands over to Baku. <laughs> and she, she kind of looks at it, takes a takes a small sip, <laughs> coughs, <laughs> uh, and says, "This might surprise you, but this was my first drink." Well, you deserve it after today. Welcome to the the, the life we all truly live. But just a, one drink after a hard day's work is enough to get you through. <laughs> and she chuckles a bit. Uh, and then you kind of notice her kind of looking at the ceiling of the cavern kind of longingly. 
And she says, uh, and as you, if you were to look at the ceiling, you would notice that I do uh, along the along the whole ceiling of the cavern, at least above the the counties where um, where you guys are from and where you guys that you guys notice, uh, there are multiple uh, instances of dancing lights, kind of draped across in a in a blanket. And she says, this, when everyone came down here, the role of the lighters was, uh, and she says, uh, well, I guess, little, if you guys remember, the lighters are basically mages that only, uh, basically specialize in sort of like light cantrips and light magic. Uh, she says, the, the role of, the reason that the troop of lighters was was sort of created, people specializing in light magic, was to give those who would come down here for the first time hope. And she kind of looks at the ceiling and she says, they even went as far as to recreate some of the some of the constellations that you may have seen in the, in the night sky while you're out there. And she says, and yet some people would try and destroy that hope. As the letter itself that you gave me uh, Vaxellen, she even tried. I don't know. Well, I know who I can't trust within the council. And it's about time that I start bringing people in, or at least having people around that I know that I can. And she looks at you, Solandra, and she says, Your father has come and gone. Oh. Negotiations went well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had... One request that you become part of the council. And I feel like that might not be such a bad idea. I agree. I'd be a very good fit. <laughs> and she chuckles and she says, I I think so too. But that being said, we're going to need our own bit of power within the council. And that I cannot manage on my own. And she looks at Teddy and says, Teddy, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's best that you and Salandra, if you would, I would like to start a guild of sorts. Like the two people who get two people who get two people idea. <laughs> she just kind of laughs and she says, yes. This, however, needs to be a secret. As, and she kind of just smiles a bit, and she says, As the moon from time to time is hidden from the sun, so you too will be hidden from the council. They won't know that you are there, but you will always be watching. And Salandra, you're going to be able to help, because you will be in the council. Whoa. What would you have us do first? Dun, 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 <laughs> and she says, "Let's let's start with just building. We'll find the right people, and we'll gather information. And when the time is right, we'll start moving to help people. We'll start moving to help." What should our be the name of our guild? <laughs> Shadow Stabbers. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, "I think it'll take a bit of time to figure out." 
We can workshop is, that. Yeah, when when the time is right. Just I want to be completely clear on the details here. You you want her to go on the council and go do all the boring stuff, and you want to pay presu- presumably give me money to 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 disappear into the shadows with a group of like-minded people and just yes, right? That's that's where we're going with this. And she smiles and she says, "I." I feel like my first test is in not saying exactly what we would be doing, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and he does in fact say wink, wink, nudge, nudge out loud. <laughs> and she says, "I, uh, I wouldn't expect anything else from our new guildmaster." I'm not going to call you guildmaster. As Cenotaph and uh, Varys fly to the southeast on the back of Devere, you guys are traveling for probably about two days. Getting close to the end of the second day, uh, you are kind of coming over this little inlet that separates the main continent from uh, Raquel. And as the sun is starting to come down behind the city, you start to notice that nothing looks to be out of order until the sun starts to get lower and lower behind the mountains. And as the light starts to shine through the city, you start to notice an odd purple aura, almost a full glow that is covering Raquel. Something surrounding it. Have, have you always had a gong? No. No, that's not usual. As Devere starts to get closer, uh, he he starts to to kind of waver a little bit in his flight, uh, and he says, "Guys, I'm I'm gonna have to to land a little earlier. It's it's a bit of a walk. It'll be a couple of hours, but uh, this is as far as I can go. Whatever whatever energy is covering Raquel." is also sapping my own. It's for the best anyway. We'll likely need to sneak in. Thank you for your help. Yes. Thank you for your assistance. Devere just says, be safe. And he flies off. As you guys get closer to the city, uh, you notice that the dome kind of stretches maybe about 200 meters outside of the city walls. Cenotaph, that connection that you had with uh, Several uh, starts to kind of come back a little bit uh, the closer you get to this wall. And as you both kind of get closer to it to see what is going on, you see her in her own body on the other side of this wall. Uh, and she she says, you're back. Cenotaph, you're back. Yes, we've returned. And she says, I don't know what's going on, but my body is whole again. And as you as you peer through this sort of purple hazed dome, you can see that her body is sort of going through shifts and phases. She looks young again. She looks dead again. Almost as if the necromantic energy within this ball is fluctuating 
and that there's no real sense of control. You have to come through. You have to help us. Us? She says there are there are more. More have returned to the city. Very well. I suppose it may be time for the Legion to return. Senative, are you sure this is safe? No. It's very obviously not, but... Raquel is my priority. And I have no other ideas. And as as you two were sort of discussing the safety of whether the safety of this task, a sort of dark orb section kind of appears where Several was standing, and she reaches both arms through and grabs you both and pulls you in. And everything goes dark. It had been about two days since Rudder had left uh, Surefoot. The previous day, uh, the headmistress who had been sent with Rudder just to kind of see what ocean life was like and to kind of investigate Bessie a little more uh, had disappeared a day before and flown off, uh, thinking that something might have been up at Surefoot. Uh, so on the second day past uh, past leaving the port at Surefoot, a uh, I guess the the ocean waters are were relatively calm, uh, but oddly enough, and this would be seem odd to Rudder, uh, a single relatively large storm cloud started hovering above Bessie. It didn't agitate the waters or anything um, but it just moved along with her uh, and uh, does Rudder do anything? does he sort of notice? has perception of 14 and he is pretty like uh, I'd say sure okay uh, so yeah I would say kind of seeing that this is kind of his area a passive perception of 14 would probably be okay. Um, what does he... Does he start preparing? Does he... What does he get his crew to do? Uh, so, can I say he's, like, seeing this out the window of his captain's quarters, possibly? Yeah, absolutely. Alright, so he'd probably, like, look over at this broom that he has propped up against the wall. Actually, a mop. A mop makes more sense. Okay. It's a mop, and he's sort of, like, stuck, like buttons and other things on the head of the mob and he looks at the mob and says uh, hold the fart down hold the fart down while I'm gone Teddy and he's gonna walk out under the deck and try to like see what his crew's up to during the storm okay uh, so as he as he walks out onto the deck um, kind of looking up at these uh, these lavender sails and the and the black sheen of the deck he notices that it's just clouds. Um, there's no, there's no wind, there's no, uh, there's really nothing. It is just a dark cloud, and it looks as if it is about a mile long, so about a half mile 
uh, in either direction, encircling the uh, the ship. But he definitely sees like sun at the edge, and the waters are still clear. Okay. He'd probably just be like, ah, just be sailing forward. Keep sailing forward. All right. Uh, so as uh, as you guys continue to sail forward, uh, the clouds start to move with you. And uh, roll a perception for me. Uh, sure. Uh, so 13 plus 4, that's 17. Okay. Uh, as you... <clears throat> As you start to kind of look around, you start to see lightning kind of jumping underneath the clouds from point to point, and it is building up and building up and building up, um, but not into like a single charge, but it's building up in multiple charges, multiple jumps, um, and wind starts to kind of howl and start to build up, and in the last moment... Uh, there's a lightning strike that hits immediately in front of Rudder. Okay. And in front of Rudder is a a humanoid that kind of flashes in front of him and disappears. But you know that um, when someone like flashes a camera in your in your face, there's that like after image almost. Yeah. Rudder sees this afterimage of a person that almost resembles uh, maybe one of Salandra's sisters, but with more of like a wispy hair, uh, more of a pale white, but with electricity. And around him, he okay. hears Rudder, 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 Rudder. And it's coming from like all different directions, almost as if they're kind of like flashing into different corners and then kind of swooping around him. Um, and the wind dies down and the rest of the... Your first mate says, uh, uh, Captain? I... Uh, and do you turn around to, to look at him? Uh, I do. Uh, so you see your whole crew... Uh, and there are uh, what look like uh, wind genasi, except they are imbued with electricity. And they would be an offshoot of the wind genasi uh, that haven't really shown their face in this world, uh, or even that Rudder would know of. Uh, and they are the thunder genasi. Uh, and among them okay. is one wind genasi. And he shows up and he says, uh, I'm very sorry for intruding on your ship, but Rudder, we've we finally found you. We we need your help. Would you like to go on an adventure? I, uh, what do you be needing help with? I don't just wander off all willy-nilly. This is my crew. I'm faithful to me crew and me ship. Oh, but I believe Bessie and your crew would be a great help to you. And to help, great help to us. We don't want to leave them behind. And he says, uh, there is a a particular land of dragons where us Janassi like to live. Uh, plenty of treasures. Um, gold, 
stone. One particular artifact that uh, you and your friends might be interested in. Would you help us retrieve it? What be the artifact? Have you heard of... Mm, no, no. Not have you heard. You recall the Soul Core? Uh, could I do a history check to see if he remembers? Because me, as the player, doesn't really remember if that one came up. Sure. Okay. Uh, that's a 14. Uh, he he kind of gives you a bit of a brief, brief history. He says, Your friends, uh, you and your friends found the moon shard. This, I... uh, this moon shard was created by our cousins, the water genasi. Uh, quite simply, the wind shard from this and he does air quotes, soul shard, as some people call it in legend, is being held on the continent ruled by dragons, where we live. One has decided that it belongs to his horde. And we figured a roguish folk like yourself might help us retrieve it. We may even let you borrow it, if it comes down to it. I, I think something could be arranged. Uh, and he says, well, that's perfect. Let us assist in your travel. And he kind of just puts his arms out a little bit. And the whole boat kind of gets pushed down by this hard wind. Uh, and then it suddenly it stops. And the boat rocks a little bit. And there are about 20 wind genasi among, mixed among the thunders. And all of them lift up their arms. And wind sort of sweeps underneath the boat. Pulls it up into the air. And Rudder and Bessie disappear into the dark clouds. <laughs> <laughs>